0: Hey guys, welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is yeah. Faraz Siddiqui.
1: Wait, wait, wait. We oh, do the intro. Do the intro. Uh,
0: you you want to you look wait, it up right yeah,
1: now? Yeah, I, I wasn't even ready for it. Sorry, man. Fuck. I should have gave you a heads up. Yeah, hold on. Let me just Google it. Just keep talking and then I'll, I'll interrupt keep talking. you with the music.
0: Sounds good, sounds good. So we can have the intro music like in the middle. That's fine. Uh, anyway, so we're here uh, with Joey. I'm Faraz Siddiqui. That's Joey Volpe, uh, the fantasy.football.analyst.
1: Oh, it's an ad. Oh, you mean. Oh that just ruined my day. Did you look on YouTube? Yeah. Rookie move. Oh, I should have to Spotify. Should have. Because I know what I want to play. Right. How long is the ad? Can you skip it, or is it the whole One ad? One second left. Okay, cool. This is so start. <laughs> <laughs> well. i can't skip
0: championship week is here it is upon us thank you jared it out <laughs> thank you Joey. Joey's walking out of the room with his his phone um but yeah man championship week is here this is going to be our last podcast of the season yep uh if you play in week 17 go fuck yourself i'm just kidding Jeez. jesus christ for us uh, it's
1: not giving any fucks this week. Nope, zero. Because um, none of us made the championship. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I'm really upset about that, actually. I wish I was playing
1: Me you know, too. in a game. But you know you know, what you'd have to do, though? What? Don't set your lineup. Just do the opposite. R- unset your lineup. Put the shitty players in. Right. Because if you look at your lineup win, huh. like have a really good week right. when you're not in, it hurts.
0: 100%. I'm actually going to drop all my players.
1: Uh, well, don't do that.
0: Well, no. Before, like... On Saturday. So nobody can pick them up. Yeah, of course. Because if, okay. if I drop them on Saturday, there's a two-day two, two day waiver period. Just so make sure can't that's the up.
1: case because you're going to fuck
0: everything up. Oh, 100%. I'm the commissioner, though, so I can always like reverse it. So yeah, you can if, just fuck yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, 100%. If you want. Yeah. I, I made sure. Like, it, Actually, no, I can't even make a... I'm out of the playoffs, so I can't even make a a roster move so.
1: Yeah, it's a good rule. Yeah, it's a good rule. But um just don't like put all the put play- you can put all the players on the bench cuz if you take player out of your starting lineup, put them on your bench, it'll just create an extra bench spot. That's true. As long as your starting spot's empty.
0: That's true. Okay, so um Joey, uh let's get into some injuries yep. this week. Um OBJ out for the entire
1: out. fantasy playoffs. He'll be back week 17. For and for all you
0: guys people. who are playing in week yeah. 17, <laughs> by the way, if you're playing in week 17, don't, don't. Um, so <laughs> don't even <laughs> set your lineup. Um, it just sucks. I mean, if you don't know why we're saying that, obviously, because teams, send you know, players, in yeah, week 17. a lot I mean, of teams send the players, especially, especially
1: for Chiefs players. I mean, Patrick Mahomes,
0: Chiefs, Saints. If the Saints win well, this week, if
1: the Chiefs, it's Chiefs very win likely. this week, and yeah, especially the Saints, if yeah. the Saints and the Chiefs win this week, and the Chargers lose. You're not going to see Travis Kelsey. You're not going to see Spencer Ware, Tyree. if that matters. You're not going to see Tyreek Hill. You're not going to see Patrick Mahomes. So, just don't.
0: That's the reason. And you just never know. You can have the bomb-ass team. Like, you can yeah. have Mahomes and Hill, you know, and that's, like, who's been carrying the your team. And, like, and like all, all of a of sudden, like, league. you got to go ahead and play Josh Allen. You know, not saying that Josh Allen's terrible, but he's actually probably rostered uh, yes. <laughs> by somebody else on your league. Yeah, and put then Taylor you, Heineke. That's yeah, like, you yeah, got to pick up Taylor Heineke. And you can pick Taylor Heineke.
1: They're Cam Newton is going to be out for the last two games of the year. Yes. Uh, Panthers is going to rest him, maybe get a better draft pick in the process. But um, Would you
0: play any skilled player on the Panthers this week outside of Christian McCaffrey? You know,
1: you know I, I thought of that. Um, my initial answer is no, but when you really think about it, what Cam Newton have we been seeing the last two or three weeks? Right. Right? It's really about
0: target distribution, too. Target distribution, yes. It's like, how do you know that like Curtis Samuel is going to be able to get it done or DJ
1: Moore... Or Ian Thomas, and the, no, but the thing is, you don't. But at the same time, this is Cam Newton with no shoulder. <laughs> right. Playing the last few weeks, he hasn't right. been able to move the ball unless it's Christian McCaffrey. So, enter Taylor Heineke. Yeah. I mean, I would agree that like it might be an upgrade,
0: but for who? You know, do you know I mean, what I mean? Like upgrade as in like somebody who can actually throw for the ball. Who, and then that's the problem, right? Yeah. Determining for who. This is his who. first
1: career start for Taylor Heineke. Yeah.
0: So. so um, yeah, that, that that's the only issue that I have. So I mean, it's tough, like especially championship week. It's like, who do you, but I who think, do you go with?
1: I think that's more. Uh, I think that means more as far as security for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, you know, like obviously touch, it's, touches wise. I don't. I yeah. don't want to try to play any of the pa- other pass catchers. Yeah,
0: he he was he was uh, out of practice on Thursday, but they wanted to rest him probably because he has to carry this whole yeah, team on his he, back. <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> pretty like, much. Just take a few days off. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's back in practice today. By the way, he he'll, he should be good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Gurley didn't practice yesterday. He said he wasn't planning on practicing today, mm-hmm. uh, but he says he'll play. Now, as Joey said, you're not so convinced, right? Like you want to make sure that if he doesn't practice today, that you at, le- at least have a backup plan.
1: Uh, well, as as a head coach, you never want to come out and say like, "Oh, he's probably not going to play." You do, you want to give the other team the indication that he is going to play, and then if it so happens that he won't. Man, he doesn't. I mean, look at what the Steelers did with James Conner last week. They are like, oh, he doesn't need to practice the whole week to play. He could, you know, like, limp onto the field and then we'll still start him. Like, and that's kind
0: of what they did this week until, until he himself was like, uh, I'm not feeling so great.
1: He's like, yeah, I don't know about this week. <laughs> Sorry about your fantasy championships, guys. Right. Um, oh, by the way, speaking
0: of that, did you just, like, see what Melvin Gordon posted on social media? Yeah, he was like, it's so all I, my fantasy. Like yeah, it was kind of cool. Like, I feel like he was like shouting all of us out, like yo, like I'm sorry I couldn't play. I know you guys were dependent on me. Um, I wonder if OBJ is going to do something like that. Missing the no, entire. I don't think. I i, I, I I'm
1: Pretty sure I've seen stuff about uh, reporters asking Odell Beckham Jr. about fantasy. Uh-huh. And he said he doesn't care about fantasy.
0: <laughs> Wait, right, right. So I'm sure he doesn't.
1: I, I'm sure most most of the guys you can see are the guys who go to FFC. That's true. And FFC because Gordon was there. Yeah, Gordon was there. I, I didn't get to go, but
0: yeah, I, Ty Gurley was there. Ty Gurley, um, I went, and dude, Melvin Gordon's a big dude. Yeah. He's a big dude. Like I didn't realize how big that he he must be. Like how, is he like six three, six four? Like let's see how tall he is. i think I, he's like I don't think he's really? Derek Henry big. I thought he was pretty big, man. Let me see. Let me see. I thought he was pretty big. You're right. You're right. He's six one. Um, see, I'm so good at heights. He, you are so good at heights, man. Um, you should make a, a height Instagram account. Hey guys, this is the
1: Fantasy Heights podcast. <laughs> Roz just gonna say players, and I'm just gonna tell them how tall they tall. Do a couple.
0: <laughs> do a couple. Cream uh, Hunt. 5'11. Isn't it funny that Patrick Mahomes has a, a hunt's like has an endorsement with Hunt's Catch-Up now? Really? Just now? Like it just happened like a couple days ago? And like Wait, I want to actually see if Green he hunt loses 5'11. one hunt and then he gains he gains
1: another. Is cream hunt five eleven. You actually
0: want to vet that yourself? I don't know. Why I would just... you vet it when you already know? He's five eleven. I... oh yeah he's five eleven dude that's pretty good. Right, right. One more one more. Uh, let's keep we'll going. Uh, let's go talk to Talk early? Yeah. Pretty sure he's like six foot. I
1: think he's a little taller.
0: I'm looking at Joey. Funny, like keep going. No, he's six foot. That's it? He's a little taller than six foot. You said no, he is six like... one. Joey, ding 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 ding. You looked it up beforehand. I already had it here because like, when I looked up Melvin Gordon. for uh, some See, reason, I knew he was, was like a head. little taller.
1: I just didn't
0: know. Um, right, Alvin Kamara. Cool.
1: He's. Uh, I think he's surprising. I think he's like five eleven. Five ten.
0: You have uh, immediately been disqualified from this. So you got one wrong. So that's it's Darren's over 12, for you. is five six. Your career is over. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's
0: nice. Fire. Okay. Anyway. Um, moving on. Uh, so, yeah, just have a backup plan for Todd Gurley. Uh, now, Now, who we, is
1: the backup plan? Right,
0: I, I, I would assume that it's John Kelly. That he would be the guy who, who will get most of the work. But do they um,
1: sign C.J. Andrews and give him a role? Does Justin Davis take away some touches?
0: Well, Justin Davis has that shoulder injury, so I don't even know how much he would play. Um, did Justin Davis practice? Let's see.
1: Well, I mean, e- even if he does play, my-, my point is he's not taking away too much at all.
0: Justin Davis? Well, he did get a carry in that last game. Um, ahead carry. of Ahead of him. <laughs> ahead of...
1: Um, oh, a carry ahead of... A...
0: Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Um,
1: uh, Justin
0: little... Davis didn't practice yesterday. Um, so it's not looking good for him. Not practicing on Thursday. I Malcolm Brown was Yeah, Malcolm Brown would have been the guy. But, it'll I mean, you know, I think... I think... I think he'll be an okay play. I mean, but, you know, hopefully you you picked up somebody like McGuire or Jamal Williams um, in case something like this happens with Tiger. So just have a backup plan. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: let's see. Uh, I'm looking through. The- no, but I would play John Kelly, though. Like, if, you know... If Justin Davis were to out, be out...
1: And you look at the waiver wire and you have nobody else... You have no choice. You have to play. I mean, yeah. Kelly, I think, would be...
0: I, I just wanted to make that clear. I know that was confusing, but I wanted to make that clear before we move on.
1: Um, if curly's
0: out. Melvin Gordon looks like he's good to go. Um, yeah, practice all, fully. Off the prize support. systems
1: go. I think it was on Thursday exactly. they said
0: that. Ravens, not overthinking the matchup at all. He was second in PPR points per game regardless of matchup. So, he's in my lineup. Ravens who? Ravens <laughs> who? Uh, Cam Newton is out already mentioned that. Taylor Heineke is starting. Uh, Tyler Boyd has been declared out this morning.
1: That makes C.J. Uzama kind of an interesting play. I mean, he's Interesting
0: like, is the perfect word for it.
1: Yeah, because right. target share has been there. Production really hasn't. Um, not, tar- not so much target share, but just targets in general. Right. So with Boyd out, what other options are on that team besides Joe Mixon right. or if they want to get Giovanni Bernard? Um, yeah, I mean... If you're desperate for a tight end, Osama could be your guy this week.
0: Right, exactly. Desperation is the key word. Um, but he'll still see targets. He he, he saw the most targets mm-hmm. outside of Tyler Boyd from um what's his name? What's the quarterback's name for the Broncos? Driscoll. I mean for the Broncos. Driscolls. Driscolls. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> for the for the Bengals. Jeff Driscoll. Uh, so he wait, saw the who, most targets
1: who would him. you start CJ Uzama over? Over? I'll give you a couple names. Okay, go ahead. Graham.
0: I will start him over Jimmy Graham. Uh, because he's gonna see the targets. Herndon, Herndon. I would start Herndon. Herndon's been solid.
1: You start Herndon. I've I would start Herndon, Herndon
0: over Uz- Uzama because Herndon's been getting it done, even though he's not seeing as many
1: targets. What about Burton?
0: Trey Burton. Um, mm, that's a tough one. In PPR, I think I think Uzama might be a little bit safer. Um, but other than that, I don't think I'm going. I'm going anywhere close to him. Yeah,
1: that'll that'll end that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Joe Mixon's good to go. Practicing full after yep. pa- popping up on in the injury report yesterday. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's active this week. He's a dart throw for upside, but I'm not going near it honestly. Yeah. Um. He's going to see the Cowboys, and they can be beat, but not not really feeling that at all. Especially yeah. first game. First game off of injury. D. Jackson's actually been pretty good historically, but not really going through it. Um. Still don't know Lamar what the deals with Lamar Miller. Still don't know what the deals with uh, Spencer Ware. Uh, they've both been limited in practice, um, so just, just kind of keep an eye out on their practice report for Friday. Uh, they're obviously on the West Coast, so their, um, their practices are later in the day, so those reports will come out later than this podcast is going on. Um, obviously, if Spencer wears out, Damian Williams becomes a great play against the Seahawks, who've been terrible against the run, and from past catching running backs as well. Um, and if Lamar Miller misses, Alfred Blue should probably get the bulk of the load. But Deontay Foreman might be active, and yeah, if he I is, mean, especially
1: especially if uh, Lamar Miller is active, there's no doubt. I mean, if Lamar Miller is inactive, there's no doubt that Foreman's going to be active.
0: I I don't know about that. Um, only what
1: other running backs do they have,
0: right? But at the same time, they might not. The thing is, they've been so cryptic about his deal mm-hmm. for the past. I don't know how long. And yeah, he's healthy now. Supposedly, um, he's apparently had a couple of good weeks of practice as well. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that they do. Activate yeah, I him. I, I just wouldn't think it's hundred percent. Like,
1: I, I think, sure. I think more of the question is he's active, but how much work does he see? Right, does and then, I think that, that's the question. They try to run him a few plays. Yeah, you think At you least...
0: think blue is uh, still a play though? If Lamar Miller misses and Foreman's yeah. active, yeah. yeah. You think he think he, he can see so he far. can see like he could probably see still 15 touches. He yeah. sees he, he sees 15 touches sometimes when Lamar Miller is in.
1: Yeah, right. It, it's oddly enough, it was kind of like a 50 50 split for for most a long time. Games yeah, and exactly. This season, so
0: yeah. So I think blue getting close to 20 can still be a reality mm-hmm. with Foreman in. For sure. Okay, there you go. Um, Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster was downgraded yesterday. He hurt his groin in practice. Had to leave practice. Um, his official designation was him being limited, so that's a problem, right? Uh, their game is on Sunday, so you know if you're depending on him. What
1: time is it? It's a Sunday night game.
0: Sunday, it? no Sunday evening, four twenty, four twenty-five, yeah, really? Eastern. I think
1: it's Saints and uh, Steelers would be. Well, last week the Saints and Patriots. Oh, sorry, Patriots sorry.
0: That's the game that I was just thinking about. Oh, yeah, no, Saints and Steelers, that is the game that we're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's exactly. 425. That's 425, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, obviously you you, you would need a uh, a backup just in case he misses. Uh, so keep that in mind. Is there any
1: other Steelers wide receiver you might be interested
0: in? Uh, I mean, James Washington would be the guy who would get an upgrade, but I still... Uh, Eli Rogers? First
1: maybe, game maybe. Last maybe. Week. maybe. But you know what? The Saints have actually, deal.
0: like, they flipped the script against slot receivers this year. They were terrible in the beginning of the year, but now they're one of the best in the league defending slot receivers. It, it was like they were good on the outside, and they sucked in the slot. But so now, like, right, now the they side. suck on the outside. Yeah, you know. So according, to, so they kind of focused on the slot, and then the outside became vulnerable. Interesting. Oh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's out. Yeah, so he's we'll, gonna be we'll out touch on this real quick. He's probably gonna be out forever. Yeah,
1: this is his uh, fifth suspension from the league. Um, he violated terms I think it was Terms of his parole Or the Violation of the league rules As far as substance abuse um, So Yeah it's a, it's a tough break For Jordan Jordan Corden.
0: Well if you combine His two names It's Jordan
1: Yeah Jordan Yeah. But um, Yeah So He's gonna not be On the field Sunday Obviously Not the rest of the season He's not on the Patriots active roster And his season And career Is
0: Likely, likely over.
1: Yeah it is so unfortunate and for josh gordon hopefully i mean it's, it's hard to get reinstated twice you know I especially mean,
0: in the state of reinstatement that he was already in before yeah,
1: he was it was already so touchy for him to yeah. actually be reinstated it
0: might be a lifetime ban at this point yeah. yeah he was already it's funny man like when he was making that impact it was like a few years ago and now how old is he
1: twenty eight or so. Yeah, he's twenty seven. He's I'm turning good with he's, ages too. He's t- <laughs> I can do height. How tall is it. he? Oh, he's like six three.
0: He is 6'3". on the dot. Yeah. I on know. the dot. You, you oh you there. know. Okay. Uh <laughs> um yeah, so he's turning twenty eight in April. You know those games at the
1: carnivals for the woman sits there or the guys sit there and they guess your height and weight? Yes. I'm not good with weight, but I could do like age and height.
0: Well after this we could just um See if we can apply for some jobs at yeah. carnivals.
1: Because we're going to have the whole off-season. We need to do something.
0: We need to do something. That's true. <laughs> if we can find a local <laughs> carnival here, that would be great. <laughs> um, yeah, so that I think that's pretty much it um, for that. Let's get into the starts. No, anyway, so like about Josh Gordon, though. Yeah. Edelman, like he's a play, obviously, every single week. He Chris gets
1: Hogan, l- maybe Cordero Patterson. Kind of a little more interesting, but at the same time, you're willing like to... The- chance that exactly the they're more
0: interesting but it's like are you really gonna take that take that gamble if especially really, Chris Hogan like I know people were mm-hmm. like oh we gotta play him but like he wasn't great really, in the beginning of the season
1: really desperate I mean the only the only time Hogan's good is when he's wide open exactly as you can see with the Steelers exactly. he was wide he was open. so open in that play
0: cause no one gave a shit about him Everyone's mm-hmm. worried about Gordon Ellman and Gronk yeah
1: um but would you rather Hogan or Patterson? Because I think my answer would probably be Patterson.
0: Me too. I mean, they, they manufacture touches for Patterson yep. in opportune situations. If they're in the goal line, and if they're in the red zone, Patterson has a much more likely chance to see the ball than Hogan, which is crazy to think about. And the fact that Hogan had like eight touchdowns in four games last year yep. at one point. Um, so. That's why a lot of people drafted him in the third and fourth round yep. this year. But Burst. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Let's talk about our starts, desperate starts, temper expectations, and sits. Hey, um, last one. But first of all, I want to like say like good luck to everybody. Mm-hmm. Championships week, cha- championship week is here. I hope you win that trophy home. Um, you know, like you should got you guys should reach out to us on Instagram um, yeah. at, at fantasy football analyst at upper hand fantasy. Let us know how your season went. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you won, you made the playoffs, whatever. And um, uh,
1: this is a. Uh Probably going to be the last podcast of the season. Yes. So let us know how you like the content over the course of the season. If there's anything you want to see differently, whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, any kind of feedback would be great. Five exactly. stars and podcast. Yeah, App. would be amazing. Yeah. Um, if you enjoy, only if you enjoyed
0: Joey, are you going to be putting out content on your Instagram in the off season? No, not
1: at all. No, I'm kidding. I am. Okay. Of course, I am. Okay, good. Yeah. Good,
0: good, Joey. I just wanted to make sure that. So, like, that's. I'm that's starting
1: a new series. We're just going to take the rookies. and We're going to guess their height and their <laughs> age. And it. It's just going to be the whole offseason. Yeah. So every single we're going
0: to be active on there. You know, um, and if you want to reach out to us, feel free, um, and just, just, you can, if you if you want to continue getting that, the thing is, like, the season is an important time, um, you know, because we kind of go into all the details that we couldn't go into during the season because it's such a grind, mm-hmm. um, and you kind of get ready for next year's draft. this kind of starts now, uh, yeah. as soon as this game's over, right?
1: It starts with mock drafts, but uh, mock drafts being the NFL draft, yes. not like uh, ESPN mock drafts. Right. So, it starts with that, there's free agency in, Ar- in March, you got the draft in April. You have whole off season coaching changes, stuff like that. So exactly, so a whole bunch of stuff's going to be starting. And even, I mean, last year the Alex Smith trade, yeah, happened in January. Right, right, that's true. So stuff could start as soon as this season's over. Exactly. So there's always stuff to cover. We'll we'll be doing that. Um, I have a whole bunch of I, I when I, when I first started my page. I'd, Started in the off season, right? There you go. So there's a whole bunch of off season content. For there, is, to do, there is, so. there is, and
0: we'll be going a lot more in depth into situations. Roz
1: may have a little more time than me because he's a Jets fan, so he doesn't have to watch the playoffs. Right, exactly. I have a lot of time, fan, so I, you know, I you yeah, know, you have
0: here. some like watching to do, some celebrating to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't have any of that.
1: Yep. Anyway,
0: right. okay. Um, so I with Derek Henry. <clears throat> um, crazy. S- we're starting remember? with Derrick Henry. I was
1: actually listening back to our podcast two weeks ago. Do I remember you touting Derrick Henry? Do I, we were talking about Derrick Henry? You're like, would you start him next week? I said yes.
0: Was this before like the big game, the Jaguars game?
1: This was after. This was we've recorded on a Friday after the Jaguars game.
0: Oh right, because that game was on a Thursday.
1: And you're saying again against the Giants? Do you trust me yes. to do again? Right. Yes, sir.
0: You did. Yeah. You, no, no, hundred percent. I remember that. And, Woo! Uh, that was a great call, man. I hope people listen to you. <laughs> Um,
1: he interesting, but they doubled his workload. Yeah, seventeen carries, thirty three carries, double, but thirty three carries from seventeen. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean he's got a match against Washington. No reason they should be down in this game.
0: You know he didn't he didn't cross twelve carries until that seventeen carry game (laughs) against Jacksonville. Once it starts
1: working, they just keep doing it. it.
0: Oh, exactly. They needed that momentum. Um, he played a season high of snaps. Uh, seventy percent of snaps on Sunday. Um, so I think. Against Washington, so many teams have gave volume to their running backs against Washington. Washington's
1: allowed over six yards per carry over the last three weeks. That's crazy.
0: So, you know, he's going to be in. Deion Lewis really taking the back seat. He saw only 23 snaps last week. So, he, it's crazy that Derrick Henry might we've be been the saying for the playoff every, MVP. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I tell you, it happens every year. It happens every year. Someone will step up. Out of nowhere. And and a lot of times, of course, shadows the year after. Right. So someone asked me though, like, where would you draft Derrick Henry this year I'm like probably the same spot we drafted him this year but we'll actually get our value right because I mean he was going like third, fourth, fifth round early on so that's probably the range we're going to see him right. go but we'll actually get our value would love to see Hopefully. him
0: more involved in the passing game um, but Deion Lewis probably yeah, has that but role. he's definitely past capable yeah. the good thing about the Titans though is that they have a good defense mm-hmm. um, and that's going to keep them in game scripts where like they'll just give them the ball the Titans were in every single game this year Yeah. pretty much it's surprising Anyway, uh, so, yeah, no, he, he's a lock. He, you know, he, he should be in. Um, I mentioned Melvin Gordon, obviously a must-start. I'm only mentioning him because some people might be hesitant. First game back, mm-hmm. you know, Ravens, like, don't think about it. Put him in your lineup. Yeah. Um, Marlon Mack, obviously there's risk with Mack, right? Like, last week was the first week in a while seeing serious volume. Came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, right? Um, Season-high 27 carries. Uh, he only played 60% of snaps. That's like a four-net type of workload right there. Yeah. Um. For 139 uh, yards, scored two touchdowns. Um, he didn't cross a 16-carry mark since week eight. Um, he had tougher run defenses the past couple weeks, Jacksonville, Houston. Um, he had more carries in this past game than those two games combined. Um,
1: Now's a matchup against the Giants. Yes. And we've been preaching about how the Giants have just been terrible against the run. Yeah,
0: and teams have been attacking them heavily. Yeah. So here, here are the running back stat lines, like starting from last week, going backwards. Derrick Henry, 33 for 170. Uh, Jordan Howard, 16 for 76. You know it's good when I mention Jordan Howard. Yeah. Uh, 16 for 76. Josh Adams, 22 for 84. Then there's Uh,
1: Peyton Barber and Matt Breida, right? Exactly.
0: Peyton Barber, 18 for 106. Matt Breida, 17 for 101. And if you go back a little further, Adrian Peterson, 26 for 149. Yeah. Does that make sense? the the...
1: AP song? Oh, yeah,
0: that does make sense. Uh, You know what I was thinking about? What? I was thinking about Derrick Henry. He's going to go up against Washington. So mm-hmm. I'm like, how did Adrian Peterson go up against himself? his same, t- his no. same team? You, you no, didn't... we're talking about Marlon Mack here. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, as so, you can tell, teams have been giving their backs volume. Peyton Barber can starts. do it, Marlon Mack can do it. That's the way to look at it right there. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Maguire. So him and Jamal Williams were the two big waiver wire pickups this mm-hmm. week. Um, Maguire saw 20-plus touches, 75% of snaps for a yeah. second straight week. So you kind of know the volume's going to be there for him. Passing game and the run I'm game. I'm pretty
1: sure Trent Cannon's uh, banged up, too.
0: Is he banged up, banged up? Or did he just not practice on a Wednesday? That's the question. McGuire's um, efficiency hasn't been there in the running game, but he did go up against Buffalo and Houston last two weeks. So it's like, you know, an efficiency is probably expected there. Um the Packers are definitely not as stout as those two defenses. His involvement in the passing game should be should allow for oh, a good snap. is healthy, by the
1: he's way. He's good? Okay, he's yeah. good to go.
0: But anyway, Maguire still saw 75% of snaps regardless, so that's a very, very healthy number yeah. right there. Um, Jamal Williams, uh, he was there three down back after Jones left the game last week. Had a pretty good outing against Chicago. Uh, in Chicago, right? Uh, 97 all-purpose yards, rushing touchdown on 16 touches. So 87% of snaps. Involvement on in the passing game is pretty good. Four, of a, four or five for forty-two yards. Mm-hmm. I think like that should keep his floor relatively high, right?
1: And yeah, and this is this is against the Jets. The only threat to him really is Capri Bibbs, but I mean, I
0: can't imagine having him having a big enough role to avoid, yeah, starting Williams, right? Yeah, I mean, they just signed him that. a couple days ago, mm-hmm. uh, so um, and then for,
1: Bibbs is definitely a good pass catcher. Yeah. So he could potentially take away some of that. Yeah. But there's like, nothing about the there, matchup. There's like
0: scheme, the and like, especially as a pass catcher, you have mm-hmm. to kind of know about pass protection schemes and stuff like that. Like, yep. How much can they really play him? You know? Yeah. Um, From what
1: we know, Jamal Williams is a really good pass catcher. Uh, pass oh, yeah, he is. Yeah.
0: Um, so he'll be in there on third downs, so. most likely. This game, at least. Um, I think this is probably be there for more depth, and which is crazy because that might mean that Williams might see a 90% <laughs> snap count again. Yeah. It's very possible.
1: Crazy. Um, how, we go into the season, we see Aaron Jones, Ty Montgomery, Jamal yeah. Williams. We're like, I don't want to touch this backfield. Of course. And now each of them are seeing like. Yeah, hey, but I, you know, know, I really hope time. that
0: you did handcuff Aaron Jones with Jamal Williams because we yeah. know that he was going to be a three down back. Handcuffing um, is very, very crucial, and if there's one thing everybody time.
1: learned, it's handcuffs are very crucial this especially year, especially
0: this year, hundred percent. Um, I want, I hope, I, w- I, wonder if like we can go back in the podcast and figure out how many times I've said a hundred percent, a lot. We, we just say over, over, un, over under 100.
1: I'm only good with
0: height. <laughs> yeah, Joe, you're on, a, you're on a fucking roll today, dude. Um, yeah, I guess. uh, so earlier this year, without Aaron Jones, Montgomery was stealing about 36% of snaps, mm-hmm. but there's no Montgomery. Yeah. And he's been on this offense. So I really doubt Bibbs sees any work. Um, it's just
1: a heavy workload with
0: 15 to 20 touches, most likely, because running backs don't really get more than that yeah. in Green Bay. Um, with Aaron Rodgers playing, if Aaron Rodgers was out. He could potentially see like twenty five.
1: Another odd thing with Joe Philbin as the head coach, mm-hmm. he actually started Jamal Williams in instead his fantasy of Aaron league. Guys. In his fantasy <laughs> league, I guess, but he started Jamal Williams last week ahead of Aaron Jones right. to start off the game, and then Aaron Jones kept going off, so it was like, oh, ah, yeah. we got to put Jones back. I guess
0: we got to do this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I don't know. Now, the question I've been getting all week is: Jamal Williams or Elijah McGuire? Who would who, you who would you go with if you had to pick one full PPR I think, let's say?
1: I'm taking Williams Me too Because I'll take the guaranteed Not Nothing's guaranteed But I mean Something about Elijah McGuire Just doesn't settle right with me
0: Right, right? Spoken yeah. like a true Jets True Patriots fan Yeah it, It's so weird that me and you Are doing this podcast Because I'm a Jets fan and you're a Patriots fan It just shouldn't work
1: It shouldn't But I'm, I'm not biased not I'm saying, not, not saying that, and, that this is working I'm not going to come in here And say Tom Brady's Fucking goat Yeah Because he really Yeah
0: you, you just come here with your Patriots hat on with Yeah your, no uh, What does it say 2016 uh, AFC champion
1: hat? Yeah, yeah, I got it while cool. I was in Boston. So That's cool. It's kind of one of the best ones. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, Trenton Cannon can easily take away passing uh, rushing touchdown. He's done that before. And well,
0: I'll say this. I mean, Maguire has dominated red zone touches, you know? So I, I actually think that the safer bet... I think they'll both be okay. Yeah, I think the safer bet, honestly, I think Maguire's the safer bet. Safer. But the overall better play, I think, is Williams. Yeah. Yeah, I think he has a little bit more upside, but barely. Would you say barely? Like, would you say like Jamal Williams barely it's over? So close. I've been telling people all week. I said, listen, like if those are your two options, flip a coin and go with your gut, because for me to tell you which one's going to do better, like it's just so close. Like it's not. I I just can't tell you. Like I, I'm going to tell you that I if I if it was up to me, I'll probably have Williams in there, mm-hmm. but it's so close. Um, Spencer Ware, Damian Williams. If wears out this week, against Seattle. great matchup. Great matchup, especially with, you know, especially Damian Williams, like, his skill set. Actually, both of them are pretty good in the passing game, but Damian but Williams is better. But do you trust
1: Spencer Ware? If Spencer Ware's healthy and he plays, do you trust him knowing how good Damian Williams did last week?
0: Well, okay, so... P- in, if you're in a full PPR league, I think you can still play Damian Williams if wears if Ware doesn't get a full practice in today. Like I think that's what my mindset has been. Like is is Spencer Ware going to get a full practice on Friday? If he does, I'll be okay playing him. Mm-hmm. If he if he's limited, um, and he goes, I'm still okay playing Ware. I'm sorry, I'm still okay playing Damian Williams in a PPR, yeah. only because we know he's going to get passing down work. He out uh, Spencer Ware in week 14 when they both were healthy. Yeah. Um but Ware got more touches, but you know, he only outsnapped Damien Williams by like seven carries or something like that. Um and but you know, Williams ended up outsnapping him. So, I'm okay playing Williams in PPR, but obviously their their ceiling is obviously limited, right? You're not going to have that same ceiling. I think
1: even in the following weekend, this Baltimore, Damien Williams had the rushing
0: touchdown. Yeah, oh yeah, he had the goal line touchdown. Mm-hmm. They took Ware off the field, yep. brought in Damien. Specifically for that, mm-hmm. so there you go. Um, but yeah, it's a tricky situation. I, I think a lot depends on um, where's injury status for today, mm-hmm. uh, practice, report, practice report status, whether he's full. Yeah, because it is a hamstring injury. It's a hamstring injury, and like if he's limited today, like that means he didn't really put in real work to get ready for this game, and playing where is kind of risky. Because he can easily aggravate so it. The yeah. matchup's so good. The matchup's so good. The so good that that's why I'm willing to play Damian Williams with how bad the Seahawks mm. have been defending pass-catching running backs. Yeah. They've been the worst lately. For sure. Okay. So, anyway. Uh, but, yeah, if Wears in gets a full practice, then I'm okay starting him. Um, Chris Carson. He, he has a great matchup this week. Kansas um,
1: City also bad against the running. Should be a good running game. Yeah, it should be. On Sunday night.
0: Carson has seen 22 carries in each of the last two weeks. He's, he totaled 28 touches last week with his six catches. And that type of volume just needs to be in lineups, um, especially with him getting it done all season.
1: Penny has been out, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be out again.
0: He's going to be out, and like if you look at all the games that Penny has been out for, um, Carson has killed it in the touch department yep. and and yardage. Uh, he scored two of the, two out of three of those games too, and like because Penny's out, I think Carson's an even better play than he's been all season. Oh. Um, I will play him as a high end RB two, even low end RB one this th- this week dare you say RV1 dare I say it dare I say it it's a very risky proposition there but yeah I've been on Carson all year like, and I feel yep. like he's going to win some people's championships this week he could um, Philip Lindsay um, he has been efficient all year with the last two games Besides last week and, and the game before that I mean he scored the game before that he still had a score he scored as, but as far as efficiency was su- I mean he took like six, I don't know 16 carries for 28 yards or something like that mm-hmm. I mean it was pretty bad um, but in the fantasy playoffs he's kind of shut the bed a little bit um, so that was against San Francisco and Cleveland. This week, he sees the Raiders. They've given up the second-most rushing yards of the entire year. Uh, the Raiders, like, show up randomly. Like, their run defense, their yeah. defense in general, just show up show up randomly. This they're game is, is in Oakland, but I think it's a no-brainer to have Lindsay in your lineup. Yeah. His past two performances might have some people off of him, but I would stick with it. He's seeing, He saw six targets, seven targets over the last two games, mm-hmm. 14, 14 carries in each game. So, like, that kind of volume, you just got to play. Um...
1: Nick Chubb, you're obviously starting this <clears throat> week. You have a match against Cincinnati. Oh, 100%. I, I think he's a must-start.
0: Yeah. Like, RB1. didn't know
1: if it was worth mentioning, but, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure he didn't have too good of a game last week.
0: Well, he took his 20 carries for 100 yards, just didn't score. Uh, so, it was a good game. Oh,
1: uh, maybe it was the week before that. It was the week before. It was the week okay. before. Yeah, All right, yeah, yeah, I'm losing myself yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but, I remember there was...
0: He, he might have outscored, though. He might have had more fantasy points the
1: week before. Oh, no, yeah. He's never mind. He's... Been fine, I guess. Well, you know what it was. What was his stat game? line in week fourteen? Uh, sixty six and a touchdown. Right, and so sixty six a great. Seventeen yards. I think so. his
0: his volume was down too. Right in that game in week fourteen.
1: Yeah, he had seventeen touches. Right. This is a down week. Which him. is down. <laughs> but I, I think uh the matchup against Denver the reason I thought it was a down week was because watching most of the game or like looking at it, tracking him the whole game he just <clears throat> barely hit that hundred yard mark. Yeah, so. right.
0: But he, was, he got the volume, though, yeah, uh, which is nice. You always center. want to see that. Um, so the fine. And the fact that he didn't score a touchdown last week increases his chances to score one this week. Oh, yeah. Um, Keenan Allen, uh, he should be good to go this week. Um, you know, there might be a little bit of a risk playing you're him.
1: You're thinking, like, off-injury against Baltimore. Right, right. Um, well, unless your other option is exactly. Antonio Brown. <laughs> exactly. A Kenan little bit
0: Allen. of a re-aggravation, you know, that's possible. Mm-hmm. But I'm not getting too cute, like you said, you know. Um... Especially like the the encouraging signs were there from the beginning of the week. You know, he did get hurt on last Thursday, so he had some more time. Um, At least this wasn't a game time decision, right? Mm -hmm. Which is good. Like, that's a good, really good move. So, the Ravens' one vulnerability in their secondary is defending the slot. So, it's actually an okay matchup for him. Um, The Ravens have given up the 13th most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year, opposed to being very stout on the outside. So, suppose, you know, I'm assuming that he's going to play the whole game. And if he does, he'll be fine. Alright, let's move into desperate starts. This is where like it kinda of really gets iffy, right? A lot of oh, people yeah. are like, Should I play this guy, or that guy? I'll start um, with Robert Foster. Uh yeah, sure. Have a, sure. Let's go ahead and so start with Robert Robert Foster.
1: Foster's the only I, I just saw this before it came on, but Robert Foster's the only rookie wide receiver with at least 300, 3 three one hundred yard receiving games. Pretty damn good. I mean for I'm pretty sure he's an undrafted rookie to have Josh Allen throwing to him. Guess how many yards he's averaging per catch. 18. 26. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Absolutely ridiculous. How many catches
0: ridiculous. Does he have? Not that many, man. He's not seeing that much, that much volume, but he's he has a rapport with Josh Allen. Um,
1: From what I've seen, he's the only No, no, I'm sorry. 26
0: yards per catch over the last five weeks. Okay. Not for the season. <clears throat> for the but last five weeks. Now,
1: as far as the pass catching for the Bills, yeah. he's the only wide receiver who's taking time off the field to spend extra time with Allen and work on the chemistry between Mm, them. Interesting. So, um, I remember seeing something about how Benjamin... He said no. He's like, no, I don't feel like doing that. Yeah. But Foster, he's really the one. He's like, they're early with Allen, stays late with Allen. He's really the one who works with Allen the most. Right. And as an undrafted free agent... Slowly becoming...
0: You know, that's that's what you see. You see that work ethic from those guys. Zay Jones was drafted when?
1: Second round. Second round, I I think. Last year.
0: And like, yeah... But we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. Darius Slay shadowed Zay Jones last week. That's who they, ch- the Lions, chose to shadow with their best corner. Now this week, the question is, S- who is Gilmore G- shadow? Who is Gilmore going to shadow? Um, he could. He he's shadowed Zay Jones last year. He shadowed uh, Calvin Benjamin earlier this year when they played each other. But he's gone now. Are they going to go with who has been producing in Robert Foster and shadow him, or well, will they shadow?
1: I think. I think when you look at as a team, you say Zay Jones did not produce last week because Darius Slate was on.
0: That's, that's a very likely possibility. Right? Yeah.
1: So as long as we have that deep safety there and we keep an extra eye on Foster, I think Gilmore still covers Zay Jones. You know what I mean? Right. Because you look at a best team, you say, uh, obviously not the same comparison at all. But let's say you have Xavier Rhodes covering Julio Jones. But it is interesting
0: who the defensive coordinator is for the Lions. I mean, it the is. head coach for the Lions is.
1: Yeah. But uh, let's say like Julio Jones is covered by Xavier Rhodes, and he doesn't, he gets like two or three catches. We're automatically
0: going to say like it's because of that.
1: It's like Calvin Ridley. You have to stop Calvin Ridley. Right. Keep an extra eye on him. But you know Julio Jones is the more right. dangerous weapon. Is Zay Jones really the more dangerous weapon? Yeah. Eh. Right.
0: And Zay Jones has moved to the outside, so yeah. he's just not as big of a threat as he would mm-hmm. have been if he was in the slot. So it's like, do they really want to put him on him? Like if
1: they? Isaiah McKenzie's playing the slot, right?
0: Yes. Exactly. He's been decent, too. He's been okay in PPR. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I wouldn't play him, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, right. because of the potential shadow situation, though, like, playing Foster is definitely risky. But, like, the production has been there. Like, and, and if you're looking for some upside, like, he has it. And if you're desperate, like... Yeah, it, needs to desperate start. If you lost OBJ, if you lost Tyler Boyd, like, there's nobody else in the waiver wire, like, you might have to just roll with it and hope no. for the best. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, it's anybody's guess, though, who Gilmore actually ends up shadowing. Um, let's see. So a couple other guys, uh, Robbie Anderson, um, over the last three she weeks, good volume. Yeah. He's great volume. I mean, he's been fifth in total air yards, um, over the last three weeks behind Julio, Devontae Adams, Zay Jones, <laughs> surprisingly, mm-hmm. and T Y Hilton. So Zay Jones has been getting targeted downfield, by the way. Um, but in addition, um, if you look at his airyards.com weighted opportunity, it's 74%. What that means is that it's a combined metric that com- combines both air yards And target share. Wow! So, like, they look at the target share and seeing how much of that target share, (laughs) how much of that target share is deep, and like, you know, how is that related to uh, where they're being targeted? So that's a pretty good number, right there. That opportunity, that specific metric, is fifth over the last five weeks, behind Keenan Allen, DeHondre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, and T. Y. Hilton. So when you're looking at production, you kind of want to make sure that the numbers are there behind that production because mm-hmm. he's been producing over the last couple of weeks and seeing volume. Um, so in those two games with Sam Darnold returning to lineup, he's averaging 86 yards, 86 yards, yards? Yards. Yards. Eight, 86 yards and one Gosh, touchdown on, on nine targets. Uh, and that was against Buffalo and Houston. Uh, we're not going to do this the whole podcast. We're though. not going to do it? No, I was thinking about it. No? Okay, fine. Uh That was against Buffalo and Houston, and now he goes up against Green Bay, Mm -hmm. and they've struggled against wide receivers, especially on the perimeter. So I'm playing him as like a solid wide receiver three this week.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've got no argument to that. Right? Newton has already already been ruled out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's seeing volume.
0: That's it. Um, The matchup, I think, for Doug Baldwin and Tal Lockett is there this week um, because of both the game script. They're going get the Chiefs, right? They're probably I'm gonna have to sling shootout. it. Yeah. I'm hoping for a shootout just so I can see Russell Wilson do Russell Wilson things for once this season. How
1: about Doug Baldwin though? It's scoring only against the forty nine.
0: I know, I know. I mean, so Tyler Lockett is probably still the number one wide receiver, but like he just yeah. doesn't get enough volume. Like he's been getting wow. it done. He's been get he's been getting it done like Come every on, week. One
1: catch for fifty yards and a touchdown I know. every single week. And it's like I think there's only one or two weeks without a touchdown until you... Yeah,
0: get like, when do you sit that? Like, and w- when do you start that? Right? <laughs> like, when do you start that is the real question. Um, As a flex. Like, I'm, I bet that Tyler Lockett has been on people's benches all season long because they can never get to play him. He's, like, like, he's not going to do it again. He he's not going to do it again. He's he not going to do it again. It's does just it again? crazy. Um, uh, so, last week, Baldwin had two touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Lockett's been getting down on limited targets. But So, over the last four games played, Baldwin has actually had four touchdowns, Right? Against the four9ers Niners, um, he starts to come on even while he's banged up. He has that hip injury, but like I said, Russell Wilson's going to have to throw the ball in this game. Most likely, Chiefs are probably going to be able to score and in this game.
1: been seeing targets, yeah, so yeah,
0: he has. Um, so so yeah, I mean, he. I think who would you if you had to pick one to play? Who you pick? Who you playing? Baldwin or Lockett? It's tough, right? ball has been seeing a little I, bit more I volume, think I'd but see
1: I, I I'd start Baldwin. You, you would okay? Yeah, just because he seems like. Oddly, enough, like it's weird to take the situation over the whole course of the whole entire season and say Baldwin's safer. Of course, cuz he's not. But the target. But, but, but
0: how can you say Lockett's safer when he's scoring exactly. like he has like two targets and yeah.
1: like I don't think, I don't think besides there was the one week um I think it was against Minnesota where Baldwin where Lockett had like four or five catches.
0: Yeah, but he didn't score, I think. he didn't score. Yeah. I don't
1: think there's been another game this year where Locke's right. had more than that. So.
0: Or, or more than those th- more than
1: five catches. Yeah. <laughs> All All right. Double fact check that right now. Sure, sure. Um but yeah, no,
0: I I think we could chase the matchup this week more than anything. Um, yeah, Lacka
1: hasn't had more than five catches in a single game this whole season. Alright, there you go.
0: Okay. Uh but yeah, no, I think they're both startable this week though. Okay, Dante Pettis, four touchdowns over the last four weeks. He didn't score last week, but he still managed to gain 83 yards. So Marquise Goodwin's back, but Pettis is still the wide receiver to play on that team. Um, Goodwin only saw three targets total over the last two weeks. So Chicago probably won't let anyone get over the top of them. But it's a matchup that can still be exploited on the perimeter. Um, assuming that Chicago's pass rush doesn't like fully take over this game.
1: Mullins is playing at home. He's... He's not been bad. I mean, it's yeah. a game against Chicago, yeah. so you don't want to be...
0: But remember what happened in Miami Whoa. against Chicago.
1: Julio Jones' game-time decision against the
0: Panthers. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's news that's, right
1: that's, there.
0: That's uh, that's news right there. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Sorry, guys. If you have Julio, sorry to break the news to you. <laughs> you might not play this week. He's when a game-time game? decision.
1: When is the game? What's that? What time is the game? Uh, I don't know. It's not a Monday game. Please don't tell me it's a Monday game. Okay, it's not a Monday game. It's it's a one o'clock game. Okay, so, so you'll know so early hopefully enough if you you can skim past the Chargers, Ravens, Titans, Ritz. I mean, what wide receivers are you playing for Titan Ritz? I don't know. I, mean, I don't assume Julio's gonna play in this game, man. He always always banged up his whole career. Ravens, Chargers, what wide receivers you playing? So really, it's just like you just kind of have to get past Keenan Allen over the first two games, pretty much. Because there's no Redskins wide receiver I'm starting, no Titans wide receiver I'm not comfortable with. Corey Davis, we'll no. probably talk about that later. Yeah, um, we won't. I, no I, I don't, don't mention it all. Wide talking about right. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen. That's it. Right. So you just has kind of have to get past Keenan Allen. Game yeah. decision on one o'clock doesn't really mean that much. Oh boy. But.
0: Well, yeah, uh, Dante Pettis, he's a risky play, but I play him to like a low level. To mid-level wide receiver three,
1: I'm going to chase the chase the production there. I yeah, mean, he's he's been getting it done one way or another yeah. over the last four weeks, and him and Mullins are really starting to connect. Yeah, so I I think I, I think they just find a way to get it done.
0: Robbie Anderson or Dante Pettis?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. I'll take Robbie though. Just because same here. I, I I like the matchup better.
0: Wait, same here. Same here. Um, Sony Michelle, James White, always tricky with these two. Um. You know, Michelle. He's seen volume, but he just lately he just couldn't do much with it. Twenty-one carries for 133 yeah. yards Brickhead's and a touchdown.
1: Really messing up his flow.
0: Brookhead. Brookhead's messing up both of these flows, man. Yeah. Um, now Josh Gordon is out this week. You, you a little bit more interested in James White potentially? Seen a couple more targets.
1: You would think so. Yeah. But the way the Patriots operate, you just never know. You never know. Um, it could be Philip Dorset this week.
0: I think James White caught like nine balls in his first uh, matchup with Buffalo this year. Um, you just never know you never know Probably, what can happen
1: but when's the last time you caught nine balls
0: right. you were talking to me and talking into this mic like Bill Belichick like you're just like I don't know I don't know maybe potentially like <laughs> the, the hood <laughs> there you go <laughs> nice Um, all you need is like cut off sleeves and that's, that's it you got the whole look you got the whole Belichick look alright let's see I got Bill Belichick on. I'm taking a picture of Joey right now because
1: because you guys need to see this
0: well I gotta see your Patriots hat a little bit just a little bit. There you go. That works. All right. All right. There you go. Perfect. All right. Anyway. anyway um, um. Yeah. So yeah, like I'm okay playing James White. I mean, I'm I'm okay playing Sonny Michelle, but he, he's it's desperate this week. I mean, he could get volume against the Bills at I home. I just don't trust him. Yeah, it's it's hard I to trust really right don't. now. Yeah.
1: And, and last few weeks, has really been the tale of. Maybe he gets that rushing touchdown. That's about it.
0: He's to independent he at this point. Sony Michelle. I mean, I'm sorry, James White, if you're in a PPR league, he could get volume. Uh, so he gets a little bit of an upt- uptick, I think, with Josh Gordon out. Um, but, you know, he's a little hard to trust, but at the same time in PPR, I think he should be fine. He's actually had only 10 p- points in PPR once in the pl- last five games. That's not great. All right, moving on. Gus Edwards. So, <laughs> Kenneth Dixon got the increased opportunity, but it wasn't at the expense of Gus Edwards, <laughs> like I thought.
1: Edwards still did what he needed he, to he do. He did. You know, Bay. he had, what,
0: 19 carries last week? Um,
1: but I think this is going to be a different week because I think this is a potential negative game script. Yeah. Um, I, I, Well, I don't know.
0: I don't know about all I that. I mean, the thing is, like, a th- game it's script. tough to get the Ravens into a negative game script. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they run the ball so much. And they have time and possession for so long, and then, and the, and then they have a good defense. It. It's just like it's tough to get them in the negative game script. Um, but you know, last week this ba- this backfield became a two man backfield between Dixon and Edwards. Ty Montgomery was declared a healthy scratch, and then Buck Allen played like three snaps. Um, he only played four percent of snaps. <laughs> so Edwards' snaps remained like exactly the same <laughs> last week that it was previous previously, and that's only forty three percent. So he got those nineteen carries on only forty three percent. But it's like
1: every time he's on the field, he gets a in the ball.
0: Um, Dixon's increase was the 51%. He Wow. Um and Edwards out touched Dixon 19 to 12. Um you know, so you know, Edwards took another 19 carries for 100 yards, his third 100-yard game of the season. Um that's three more uh than Alex Collins <laughs> this season. Wow. Yeah. Uh, actually three more than his entire career. Um wow. he's never had a 100-yard game surprisingly. Um but yeah, it'll be tough to justify moving away from that. You know, like, if you're thinking, like, maybe Dixon will get more involved, I think Gus Edwards is still going to be the guy, the main ball carrier. Um, So I would treat him like a low-end RB2, mid-level RB2 maybe, not involved in the passing game. Uh, I think Dixon, if you're going to play him, he's, like, super, super desperate um, if you're in a very deep PPR league. yeah, But that's about it. Because the Chargers, they are vulnerable to pass-catching running backs. So, you know, there's that. Peyton Barber. This dude is still the starter for the Bucks. Um... He's averaged 17 carries over the last five games. I
1: just don't understand
0: that. I know. He's impressed. Like, against the Ravens last week, he was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, he scored. He got the yardage. 19
0: <laughs> carries for 85 yards, a touchdown. Um Jesus Christ. Dallas allowed Marlon Mack to have a great game against them, but that doesn't mean that Barber's going to kill it as well. But, like, <laughs> it's am
1: it, Barber in my fantasy championships. Makes you
0: just, just throw up, right? Um, It's yeah. a tough matchup, obviously, but if you're in a deep league and you, you need something, like... You can kind of, like, look at, like, 19 carries and say, like, okay, fuck it, you know? Like, (laughs) Like pretty much. (laughs) Take a quick shot. Um, Alfred Blue. So you were were talking about Alfred Blue earlier.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, Foreman is coming off an Achilles. Like you said, they've been kind of on and off about his availability, if he's going to practice, how involved he's going to be. I think uh, Foreman still sees a little bit of carries. But Lamar Miller's status is up in the air. And if he doesn't play... What was it last time? Miller against... I, I forget who it was against, but... I, I mean, Blue, who, who was against... But against who the Cowboys. 20-plus t- touches?
0: Tw- not 20 plus, 28. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. Oh, yeah. Against the Cowboys. And and he had but 100... That was 100, a different
1: Cowboys team as opposed to now. Yeah,
0: 119 yards. So pretty good.
1: Yeah, so... He becomes a flex player.
0: He does. He does. Um,
1: I'm not worried about Foreman taking on a giant role. I think they're going to ease him into a workload. He's been a healthy scratch for a reason. Right. So,
0: Exactly. And I think Blue holds some value in PPR leagues as well. The last time he played he, last time one he thing in this game. The
1: one thing you always say is that, and it's true, I mean, everybody should be doing it. If you have an empty spot on your bench, if someone's out in your lineup, drop them, pick up Blue. Just don't let your opponent get an edge exactly. anyway. Like, if, you, you, if you have a player on your roster who's out, like officially deemed out yeah. for the week. Uh-huh. You should drop them and pick up. Like, this is the last week, obviously. If you're for sure. Week 17. Like, right. I don't know why, but. Um, <laughs> if someone's out, declare it out. Drop them. Pick up someone who your opponent could potentially use to their advantage. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly.
0: Um, and like blue, like, you don't want to give your opponent, like, an opportunity to pick up somebody who's going to get 20 touches. Yeah. In the run game. You just don't want that. Not Especially true. on a good offense. Um, okay. Moving on. Um. By the way, even if, like, so at this point, Deontay Foreman, even if he plays, you're good playing blue because the potential to see 20 touches is still there. Yep. Because the potential for the entire backfield is probably 30 touches. Yep. Most likely.
1: Another okay. thing I'm saying, too, is, um, so th- they want to ease Foreman in. So even if he's active, it may just be they don't have any other running backs, so they need depth. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, Can all right. Sits now? Or is it Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Ooh, we still got more ammo.
0: Larry is Joe. Ooh. Ten-point floor in PPR since week seven. Decent matchup against the Rams defense who have been giving up fantasy points, giving up the most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the past eight games. Fifth most overall. Um, Nickel Roby Coleman is, like, a great corner in the slot, but, like, they don't always play man-to-man, zone, this and that, so, like, I'm still playing Larry this week. As a wide receiver, three in PPR With leagues.
1: Out, I mean, he has a little bit more, a little bit more upside a little, yeah, a in PPR more upside, but it's really just about Trent Sherfield on the right. outside. Do you like that better? No, not really, no. not really. So, um, and he's the next best option that Rosen's been using. Exactly, exactly. So.
0: Um, okay, so Allen Robinson, you know, he really hasn't had the production we would really have liked. Um, you know, he had he has an eight target average over the last three games. Uh, now, Richard Sherman doesn't travel as we know over the last 3 games Robinson has played away from Sherman's perimeter spot between 60 and 70% of the time so if Sherman was the reason you're not playing Robinson that's probably shouldn't be the reason the reason should be like that Robinson just isn't getting it done yeah. um but like and he's been inconsistent but like this week he does have some advantages uh he's been playing between 30% and 45% of slaps, snaps in the slot over the past 3 games so that's where the 49ers have been the most vulnerable they've been giving up the most fantasy points over the last four games, two slot wide receivers. So, um, that would normally be a good thing for Anthony Miller. But Anthony Miller has had a total of zero catches on three on one target over the past two games. Um, I think Robinson can take advantage. So, he's like a low floor, high upside wide receiver three yeah. this week. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, Oakland has gotten better against wide receivers as a whole, especially on the perimeter, but their vulnerability is defend the slot. So Deshaun Hamilton had nine and twelve targets over the last two weeks.
1: Yeah, and you just can't you just can't ignore the yeah. um, targets he's seeing the exactly. workload and the fact that Keekskin was looking his way a lot. So Yeah.
0: Um yeah, so like, you know, in a PPR league his A dot's pretty low. You can play him. He's only totaled forty seven and forty six yards over the past couple of games, so that's not great. If you're in a standard league, like that's not what you want. Um, so, Case Kingdom, he loves a slot. PPR, wide receiver three. Should be all right. Yeah. Uh, DT, Demarius Thomas. Uh, he Last week, he ran some short to intermediate routes. Um, if Kiki misses again this week, I think he will. Um, he'll be a desperate and this play.
1: Is just Eagles secondary. Exactly, like exactly. Decimated. Exactly.
0: And because of that, he has a little bit of an upside. And, like, he has a solid floor in PPR, too. Six of eight targets last week is, is pretty good. Um, and Again, you know, last week that was against the Jets, so uh, if you're looking desperately for someone to plug in, like with these guys out, Julio <laughs> potentially out, like, like maybe you can pick up DT if, he, if he's dropped. Okay, uh, guys we need to temper expectations on. Uh, <clears throat> Tevin Coleman, you know, like... Ed
1: Smith is out, potentially positive game script with Taylor in, but at the same time, just the touches and the production for Tevin Coleman have been so bipolar. Yeah, last right? week it's
0: been great, but the touchdown still wasn't high.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> I mean, we don't know if he's gonna get a much bigger role just because Edo Smith is out. Um, you know, they have a guy like Brian Hill who could come in and be Karen Coleman's compliment. Jeremy Langford, watch out. Yeah, I know. And so you just never know. I mean, I think he could get us a little bit more of an upgrade. Maybe he'll see like fifteen touches. Yeah, and, you know and from his ten to But 12th. the way the
1: Falcons work is they they just always run yeah. two running backs. Right. So someone else is going to see work. Right. No
0: exactly. Especially if they have a guy like Brian Hill who they probably want to see. Like, they're out of the playoffs so they probably want to see what they have in him. Yeah. Um, Leonard Fournette, man, like, I don't know. Like, you know, he's, he's tough. Like, <sighs> he played one snap. He had one touch in the second half last week and apparently that was the plan he did have an injury this week. I mean, supposedly. He practiced
1: fully the last two days.
0: Exactly. and he, he So that means he was probably fine in that game. So who knows? He's tough to trust. Like, you, you trust him this week? You going to play him? I mean, I
1: with all the injuries? You probably have to. You probably have to. It's a good
0: matchup against Miami, right? I mean, like, in one half against Miami, he can probably put up 15 touches. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah, not bad. Yeah, I mean. He's probably an RB2 uh, in I'm one just, half.
1: I... I, I I think you start him here. You start him? Okay. I think you start him. I think you just give him one last chance.
0: I think he's just super risky. Uh,
1: he's, no, he's definitely risky, but I mean, at this point, you need... Think it depends on your options, though. Yeah. You know,
0: if you have, like, you know, Chubb, Lindsey... Someone
1: commented something on one of my posts. They were asking if they should start...
0: Uh... Who was it? Fournette and somebody?
1: It was Fournette and someone else, and at first I looked at it, and I was like, no, I, I, I really... Like, why would you even question that? And then. Like,
0: anybody who's asking me anything about Fournette this week, I'm just like, don't start him. This is your championship. I'm trying to find the question, but it's. It's fine. It's going to be hard. It's I mean, okay. you get like fucking hundreds, hundreds mm-hmm. of questions on every post. Like, how are you going to find it? Um, All right, let's move on to Matt Burita. But yeah, like, it's very. For me, like, I'm looking for another option. If I have it, I'm not going to get super, super cute. Like, I'm not going to play Sony Michelle over him or James White over him. I'll play Fournette. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt Breida, uh, he couldn't get much going in the run game against a bad Seattle defense last week. Run defense, at least. Against the Bears. Um, And this Uh, week, he he goes against the Bears. Um, Uh, See, the thing is, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing with the 49ers' offensive line, their Mm -hmm. scheme. You know, like, it can match up with the Bears, Mm -hmm. um, assuming the Breida's healthy. But I don't know if he is. That's the problem. And then he re-aggravated his injury again last week at the end of the game. Like, how, (laughs) how, how, how do you trust this? Um, what if he aggravated it earlier in the game? Like, he would have been fucked. So, it, it's not something that I'm it's looking really, to play. It's
1: really, really risky. It's in very Fans risky. It is to risky. Trust a guy like Brady against the Bears defense.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. If you're scrapped though, I'll play him. Yeah. You know, but whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, James Conner, Jalen Samuels. Uh, Connor looks like he'll be out. Uh, judging by what mm-hmm. he was saying to reporters, like he's day to day. He needs some more time. This and that this the doesn't look line good. Just makes anybody look
1: good. Yeah,
0: for sure. Now this week is a tough matchup against the Saints. Like now we're talking Jalen Samuels here, right? Tough matchup in PPR. He should be okay. The Saints aren't great against pass catching running backs, but he will likely get bottled up in the run game.
1: Yeah, I think we'll see. I, th- I think we'll see Big Ben having to sling it a lot. I think so.
0: I mean, it could be a potential even Vance McDonald kind of game. Oh, someone's
1: calling it. Wait, Juju Smith injured.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, no, you for sure. You know what I mean? If well, the, Saint, the Saints are really, really, really good on like tight ends, too. So, yeah, right. we'll, we'll see. Um,
1: we'll see.
0: Yeah, so he played on 62% of snaps last week. He played on 80% the week before that. Um, now,. I would consider my options, honestly. Um, if I had Samuel, still. If you're playing him as a tight end <laughs> in Yahoo, that's fine. Uh, but as a running back, too, it's, it's it's fine. That should be fine, too, if Connor's out. But temporary Don't expect the him. same kind of efficiency as
1: exactly. you've seen the last couple of weeks. Exactly. Especially last week.
0: Exactly. Um, Julian Edelman, um, you know, he's a, a, an interesting play this week as well. Like, he will likely get more looks from Brady. But if Josh Gordon is out, Julian Edelman has played on the outside 50% of the time over the last, how long? Four weeks? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see.
1: The, what Edelman usually does is he'll... Yeah,
0: 50% of the time.
1: So, he'll line up on the outside, but when the Patriots want a game plan to move the ball with short passes, yeah. he'll move to the middle. Right. So I think um, he'll find a way to get the ball no matter what. Yeah. They'll probably try to run him a little more on the outside, especially with Gordon out. Yeah, but if they really—he's already
0: been playing fifty percent, and we saw how much Joe yeah. Hayden was actually on him when they moved him to the outside last week. Um, but yeah, know he's going to see more of Tre'Davious White than he would have if Josh Gordon was playing. So that's the only concern that I have. But fifty percent of snaps away from him, he can potentially see a target on every one of those snaps. <laughs> you know, when when yeah. he's in the slot. So I'm not I'm not too worried, honestly. In their first matchup, 9 catches, 10 targets, 104 yards, so mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, Landry, super risky, I think. As um, always. He's tar- his targets, his production has been all over the Matching place.
1: Matching up Cincinnati looks good on paper.
0: Um, yeah, and then, but when you really look into the numbers, they've given up the 10th least amount of fantasy points to slot receivers and the 5th least over the last four weeks. And that includes Keenan Allen, Emmanuel Sanders, and Jarvis Landry.
1: Last time Jarvis Landry was against Cincinnati, three catchers, 30 yards. Nice. That's it. Very nice. That's a nice...
0: Uh, yeah, so he'll, he'll probably kill it this game. Start him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Galladay... Uh, oh, you know, and just to mention... Yeah, name, I'm sure.
1: I'm pretty sure... Yeah, last game against Cincinnati, Antonio Callaway, six catches... I mean, uh, four catches, six two yards, and touchdown.
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, Kenny Galladay... Um, you know, he's seeing shadow coverage, like, every single week. Um, he, didn't, he couldn't do anything against Patrick Peterson, but then kills it against James Bradbury. Uh, he kills it, uh, who do he, kills it against Redavious White. Um, this week he's going to see Xavier Rhodes, so who knows. Um, eight plus targets in five of the last six games, so he's just kind of tough to bench right now. Yeah. Um, we saw Marvin Jones get it done against Rhodes, uh, famously last year on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we know that it is possible. Um, you know, if you're the type of guy who can go up and get it, like, call can. And he did that multiple and times go last up week. And get it. Start him. Yeah. I, mean, especially I, I, with all the injuries.
1: OBJ. Out. Yeah. So it's like, how do you not start him? Game time decisions. Yeah. Um. I think you
0: have to. A um, couple guys I'm sitting. I'll just, real quick. Adrian Peterson, I think it's obvious. Like, his line sucks. Tennessee has been super stout. Yeah. Uh, Josh Adams, uh, he, he's tough, too. I mean, against Houston, you know, it's a tough, really, really tough. I think it's a desperate play this week. Um, if you have no other options, I'm kind of looking elsewhere. Uh, DJ you? Moore, Curtis. I knew. Oh, I knew. get knew. out of here. Oh, boy. Oh boy, Woo! that's how you know this works. Uh, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, um, tough Taylor Heineke. I'm not gonna rock, I'm not gonna have my championship ride on his arm. Corey Davis. Corey Davis, just can't trust him. Can't trust. Like, and he, it's not even because not because of the matchup because the matchup's fine. I
1: hate making <laughs> excuses for Corey Davis. uh oh, right. Yep. But it's just when you run the ball thirty times you your running back, right? For, as for any team, if you don't need to pass it, you're not gonna pass. it. Exactly. You're not gonna put. They realize Corey Davis that they, is still. I mean, talent wise, it's there and yeah. it's always going to be there. It's just if they give him a ball.
0: This was his, just a throwaway year for him. I think he has As it was last year. He could be fine. Well, last year was his rookie year, right? Was his last year yeah. His rookie? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, he was
1: injured for most of the season. Yeah, exactly. He what he's saying, he saw a decent target share, but didn't really. Right. But yeah. I, I think he just when he's given the chance he plays well and hopefully he's given the chance more so next year I think he'll be he'll
0: probably be a nice little value in the 7th or 8th round next year I hope so I hope so too I'll I'll draft him
1: I had to draft him in the 5th 6th round this year same
0: here well I drafted him in the 6th and I thought that was a value this year in the PPR league that's what I thought too but do you have any more sits?
1: Um, Randy Moss, he's retired.
0: Okay, no, don't play Randy Moss this week. (laughs) That whole Stephen A. Smith thing was hilarious, and everyone just jumping on it, like too funny. I love the internet when that happens.
1: I love what Hunter Henry's done this year. Matching up against Derek Johnson,
0: Derek Johnson, Hunter Henry, he called he called the Los Angeles Chargers the San Diego Chargers, and then it was something else. There was like four mistakes in like three minutes, in like three seconds. But anyway, guys, like. Thank you. If you're listening to this, like if you listen to all season, this was your first episode. I don't know if you made it this far in one episode. I applaud you. Uh, me and Joey, thank you so much. And Kira. By the way, I didn't even mention Kira. Kira couldn't make yeah. it in today. Um, you know... Oh, my, my, my kid's home. That's what that was. That sound I was... Like, what the hell is that? Um, that's Kira. <laughs> that's Kira. <laughs> Kira couldn't make it today. Uh, but, you know, hopefully she'll be back on the podcast next year. Um, and, you know, we'll be working a lot more together. Um, but, yeah, we... we we really appreciate you guys listening to this podcast this year. Uh, I think we're going to work on improving it next year, potentially getting it on YouTube, potentially broadcasting a little bit more video-wise, and just improve the format as a whole of this podcast. Um, I'm even thinking about putting a studio in my basement, a little podcast studio. Wow. Yeah, that'll be kind of – it's unfinished, so maybe I'll finish it. We'll see. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Um, but anyway, you know, new and improved type of thing. Um, but, yeah, so when this is going to be our last podcast. Prob- well, there could be a couple of podcasts, like you know, maybe I think during can the off season, hit on,
1: like free agency, exactly, like, like after effects, and like, maybe like
0: a couple of weeks after free agency starts, when the big names hit. Um, maybe after the the, the draft, mm-hmm. um, we can kind of go into that, and you know, we can ha- have a couple podcasts during, but we won't have the weekly podcast for now. Yeah. Um, we'll probably start ramping it up, you know, July August timeframe. Uh but yeah, if you listen, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you're in the championship, um, good luck. We yeah, hope you bring home of that luck. trophy.
1: Start Terry <laughs> <laughs> Start hope, Henry, he I hope he goes off. Hope out. Three weeks in a row. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. And um, yeah, I hope it works out for you. And uh, this is—I'm really dragging this out, but I'm just sad that the season's kind of over. You yeah, know?
1: I mean, it, my season was over last. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> my season was over two weeks ago. Uh,
0: but yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, if you can rate and review the podcast, you know, as many stars as you can, a uh, full Six, review, if you can. and then uh, and if you could, if you could subscribe uh, on whatever platform you're on. Let us know if you could. guys
1: want a height. And uh, Height and Age podcast. Yes. You can definitely just. That's all Joey right some of your there. Time. I can
0: produce that one. You, nice. you can you can be on it solo though.
1: So you just get a list of people. And then you just let's guess. Just give him a little preview. Do two, two names.
0: Two more names. Two more names. Uh, let's do Derek Henry.
1: Six foot three.
0: Uh, you, you, I think you knew that one already. I, knew okay. I think you looked it up after that big game. No. Six foot three. Absolutely correct. He's um, like 24 or something. I'm gonna, and he's 24 years old. Uh, <laughs> that's really good. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll go with Deion Lewis
1: five foot eight
0: and he's I think twenty seven yes you, no twenty eight he's twenty eight ah I knew you <laughs> probably looked it up before his birth in, in September his birth is in September so he was twenty seven before that that's when he looked up oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of that one more uh, Corey Davis let's stick with the same team Corey
1: Davis is pretty sure he's six foot one and he is a twenty
0: two he's twenty three and six foot two Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Uh, you can li- you can follow I'm me. Only get at-, at running
1: backs. So. At- <laughs> so you're right. I-, I
0: threw I threw your curveball there. Uh, at Upperhand Fantasy on Instagram, Joey's at fantasy.football.analyst on yes, Instagram. Sir. Thank you so much. Have a great uh, holiday. Have a great holiday. Yeah. Um, have Merry a great off season.
1: Happy Kwanzaa, if that's yeah. you. All that. All that. Happy and New Year. Uh, thank you guys. Valentine's
0: Day. <laughs> good luck and uh, stay with us for the off season because we'll be putting out stuff. So thank you guys again. See ya.
1: Bye.